Hello and welcome to another episode of The Review Show, Round 16, all but one game in the book here of the Supercoach Professionals Podcast. Got Ryan MS back with me this week after missing a couple of review shows. Ryan, good to have you back. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's good to have you back, and we're going to get straight into the games, of course. Seven games already being played with a full round this week, so lots to talk about. There's been a few injuries, uh, a few other um, highs and lows. You know, if you follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros, hopefully you, you backed a couple of the highs, and, but we'll go through all the games now, going back to the Friday night games, of course, and starting with the Rabbitohs and the Eagles, a good win for Souths in the end. Manly pushed them at various stages, but in the end, Souths too strong. And one of those names, Aaron Gray, 107 points. If you read the, the preview show, uh, the previews, I should say, on the on the website, www.supercoachpros.com, You'd have seen the outside backs there, big big plays there from, from Souths, and Aaron Gray was the real beneficiary, a couple of tries, a try assist, a line break, line break assist. He also had 15 hit-ups, which helped his day. Um, Bryce and Goodwin, they went out that left edge, and Goodwin scoring a try himself, he ended up with 58, so him and Gray doing very well. Greg Inglis coming in from the back, 45. We wanted more from Inglis, we thought the matchup really encouraged, did have that uh, try assist, missed out on another great try assist, it looked like he was going to get it when he batted the ball back in from the dead ball line, but he'd had a foot on the line. Um, John Sutton, he just continues to put up good performances. And in fact, we almost, when we see him in 5'8", Adam Reynolds went down injured early, only got the 18 points, Sutton moving into the halves again. And that he's almost better suited there, it seems, this year, when in the past it was suggested that his game didn't quite suit the 5'8 role. But 67 for him, and... Um, Good day there. Dylan Walker, 44, probably wanted more from Walker as well, considering um, the fact that Manly are so weak against the outside backs, but they went mainly to the left side, not the right, so it didn't help Walker there. Whereas other guys like Luke Keary, 47, uh, Ben Lowe, 43, Chris McQueen, 48. Isaac Luke, last-minute inclusion there, uh, 42. Pretty good uh, numbers for, for most of the South players there, Ryan. A, a good day for them, obviously. Yeah, um, Aaron Gray, of course, um not really included, being that he blitzed everyone. But um, Dylan Walker uh, was was pretty good and got you know he's at you know an average forty forty odd points. Um, yeah, Adam Reynolds obviously going off injured didn't help his um, point scoring, and Alex Johnson was um, quite low um, at twenty five. I should mention a guy that I want to probably talk about more on Thursday's show. That is the Roundtable podcast, if you're not familiar with that one. We do each week uh, where we can get a bit more in-depth. George Burgess, 76. He um, started the game ahead of his brother Thomas, who only scored 37, and he really took that uh, mantle as, as sort of the lead, leading the Souths pack, I thought, Ryan. 34 tackles, just the one missed. Five, uh, a line break, three tackle busts, um, 18 hit-ups, 11 of them over eight metres. Good numbers. Yeah, great numbers for him, and um, well, he's at least um, at least in my team, he's been in it most of the year. So, um, look, I, I think he's probably one that yeah, we'll talk about it more on Thursday. But he's probably one that might may well be uh, chuck him in there for the rest of the year because he's uh, seems to be warming up. And so do Souths. He's on, he's on the incline, and like you say, so are Souths. Let's look at Manly now, and the ways continue for them. One player that um, has been doing well in recent weeks, and I know that um, Andrew Molinaroli has been uh, suggesting him over the last couple of weeks, Felidi Matau, another big game for him, 85 total points. Um, a lot of hit-ups 
there. He's had 19 hit-ups, so he's getting involved there, not just the ball play, but he has that element as well with the try assist there, a line break assist, a couple of effective offloads, a couple of ineffective offloads. So he's really he's, he's, he's filling his game out nicely now for Manly, but a bit of a lone ranger. Some of the other guys to put up half-decent scores. Matt Ballon, 55. We expect that out of him, 48 of them in tackles. Uh, Steve Maddai, 52, got over the line. That bumped his numbers up. Jake Jabrovic, he's been playing well since coming into the lineup um, earlier in the year, 48, you know, probably more the, the floor that we want to see from him. Maybe he's building towards that super coach wise He's still got a way to go, but definitely we can see the potential on the park. And Dunamis Louis, 43, but um, the halves, Daly Cherry Evans, 44, Kieran Four and 34, very disappointing. Um, and they just they just couldn't quite get in, in this in this game, it seemed, uh, Ryan. No, they couldn't at all. And um, it also, the fact that they couldn't get into the game um, showed with Brett Stewart. Uh, Tom Trebojevic uh, with 17. And, yeah, it's I, I guess it's a flow-on effect um, when teams don't really get going, um, that uh, all the points suffer for, for halves who need to score high, um, and they do for Manly. Um, yeah, everyone else in the backs tends to, um, tends to slow down a little bit. Yeah, and that's it. And, and, you know, we talked about teams that are on the precipice of, of, of being out of finals contention um, on, on last week's Roundtable podcast show. Um, and definitely Manly in that category now after that loss. The other game on the Friday night involves another team in that category. That's the Knights. They came up against the high-flying Broncos and were well and truly beaten, despite being in the game at various stages um, or in and out of the game, I guess you'd say. Look at the Broncos first. Um, and we spoke of George Burgess just before, but Matt Gillett, 91, he's another guy who, you know, high expectations early, hasn't quite delivered, but now he's really coming along, scoring a couple of tries, helping there with the 28 tackles. He, last week he got the big score with, I think he put up 50-odd tackles. This week doing it with ball in hand. Um, Darius Boyd, 73. Now, there is some concern with, with a potential injury, but he'd probably be all right. Uh, obviously, Origin coming up anyway. The Broncos don't play except the bye. So, he, you know, was, we won't see him super coach-wise for a couple of weeks, but a good day for him again. Ben Hunt, 66. It was a great matchup, and he delivered quite well with the three try assists and two line break assists there. Um, probably the, man, the main part of, he, of his game. He actually kicked a, kicked a goal as well. Uh, Lachlan Maranta, 83. And, you know, wingers... Against the Knights um, and centres and wingers, you know, sort of could be a bit up, could be a bit down, just depending. Sometimes the Knights' defence so poor, we see the inside men scoring the tries. But in this occasion, Miranda getting over the line twice, also had two line breaks. Andrew McCulloch, the hooker, uh, 80 points. You know, he, he just keeps putting up these these big scores, and really now him he's, he's putting himself out there as the second hooker behind Cameron Smith. If you want to go that way, McCulloch's got to be in your lineup. Uh, also, Corey Oates, 58, the, la- the late inclusion there on the wing, um, getting another try. You know, we're monitoring him um, because of his size and speed. You know, it's a great combination, just seeing whether he can continuously put it together on the park. Anthony Milford, 72, like Hunt, had the matchup and delivered. And Corey Parker, 75, well, what do you expect? I mean, it did help, you know, kicking five goals, um, but... You know, we, we expect that out of Corey Parker, Ryan, and, and even other players like Alex Glenn, 53, Justin Hodges, 46. I mean, generally, Broncos players, it was a good day, uh, but we should mention Josh Maguire out for the season there, just the 37 with that um, injury to his Achilles. Yeah, that's right. Um, bad luck for him. Um, but, yeah, with the Broncos, they were, yeah, 
they're kind of like the opposite of um, of Newcastle, I guess. Everyone's flying and everyone's together and everyone's uh, working for each other and it's showing through the through not only a game but also super coach points as they're all shared out. Um, yep. A number like uh, yeah, two two eighties, three seventies. Um, then 60s and 50s and that kind of stuff, and it doesn't really, it doesn't really dip. Um, I mean, Justin Hodges is probably uh, at 46, which is probably you know just a touch low for him. But then it goes down to Josh McGuire, who was injured, and then um, Jared Wallace and Matt Parcell, you know, obviously the the bench guys um, who don't get as much game time. So yeah, yeah it's showing that uh, the Broncos are a, in good form, and B that they're that they've definitely got some good picks, Supercoach wise. Yeah, and that's it. And you know, winning teams at this time of year, you're trying to really stock your or stack your lineup with keepers and big names. Um, we're, we're satisfied players like obviously not only Corey Parker, but even the halves Hunt, Milford, you know, Matt Gillette. Now, you know, we're starting to look at, at those guys quite safely. The, on the on the flip side, the Knights, we're starting to really move away from them. Even though you're going to get some good performers, and none better than Dane Gagai, 101 points, scoring a try, three line. Breaks, um, nine tackle busts. Great day again for Gagai. And we're seeing no matter the matchup, he can he can do it. And no matter, it seems, the situation. Because he was put back to fullback. The super coach points went up. Now he's in the centres with Jake Mamo there. Mamo coming back to earth a little bit super coach-wise. Just the 32 points this week after that big week, uh, big game the week before. Um, but Gagai is the one that probably stands out for the Knights. You know, we didn't get what we were hoping out of Bo Scott with the early injury three. Robbie Rocco, the suspected broken arm, you know, only 24. But the Sims boy's doing well. Tarek Sims there, he's got a nice uh, floor there, 56. And Corbin Sims really standing up in this game. He took a bit of responsibility, 70 points for him, scoring a try and also 35 tackles. Joe Tapini, 68. You know, that that's sort of come out of nowhere. We're looking at cheapies, looking at guys to bring in. He's a little bit above what you hope to spend at 148. And obviously we'll get a bump after that 68, but that's intriguing. Akiyu Arde, 76. Another cheapie, Patrika Vavai, who started the game in the end there, 68. So again, we're looking at some of these guys, maybe for the Knights, you're sitting on, you're, you're sort of filling your bench with them. But you're not really looking at those keepers except for uh, Dane Gago 101, another cheapy there, Danny Levi for the hooker position, 46, Ryan. So you're really one extreme on the other with, with Newcastle and, and Brisbane, I guess. No, that's right. And look, Newcastle did have a few good scorers, as you mentioned. Um, however, once once you get past, uh, you know, the 60s and into the 40s, I think um, Tyler Randell's the next, yeah. next best, and then it goes and, down from there. And when a team's playing like that, and we're going to talk about it, you know, probably through the rest of this show and also, you know, as we get on in, in the Thursday shows, but it, it's sort of like starting to throw that dartboard. So even, you know, look at teams like the Knights, like the Tigers, the ones that will put up these numbers it, from week to week will vary. Yeah, exactly right. It's, it's a lot with it with those with those teams. Yeah, let's move on to the Warriors and the Raiders. And over there, Canberra. Some people might have jumped a bit on that bandwagon. The Raiders have been playing well, but full credit to um, New Zealand's coach Andrew McFadden because uh, he, he hails from Canberra. You know, he played for them, and he he'd set up the, his team to be ready for the Raiders' type of game plan, and they really did conquer all. Sean Johnson again leading the way with 115 points. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. You'll see not only do we give the late team news, 
before each and every game. We give little tips too, and there we would have suggested Johnson could go large. We also set it on our previews there at www.supercoachpros.com. So hopefully you had a, had, a, had a read of one of those, either the tweet or the website. He got on board there with 115, but he wasn't the lone ranger. Some other guys had good matchups like Tumuala Lohi, and he scored 75 with a couple of tries. Conrad Harrell coming back into it a little bit there with 54. Nathan Friend, we were happy to see him again because the Raiders against Hooker's not so great, and he scored 75, so two big weeks in a row for Nathan Friend. Um, and then, of course, the regulars, Bodine Thompson, 74, Simon Mannering, 64, Ben Maddalino, 62. And a guy we haven't seen much out of lately, an Origin star in Ryan Hoffman, starting to show that, yes, he can put those decent numbers back on 59 points. If he's been in your lineup and, you know, really losing your money, there is that opportunity now, you know, considering you're not going to get much for him anyway, to stash him on your bench and see if he can start getting a few more of these games back in. But, you know, the worry is just too too good, really. Yeah, um, far too good on the day. Um, yeah, look, it just it shows that they were um, pretty dominant. Um, Supercoach-wise, they had um, five of the top six scorers and uh, I think eight of the top ten. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it just kind of shows uh, how they went. Uh, Chad Townsend, 44, to um, goes nicely as a foil to um, Sean Johnson when Sean Johnson goes off. Yeah. Um, he, certainly goes off. So He's been good all year, hasn't he, Townsend? At least consistent if you'd got him early enough when the price yeah, was, was exactly right. Was um, after that, it's a little bit of a worry, supercoach-wise, um, with Charlie Gubb, Albert Vette, Tompkins, uh Solomon and Carter, all scoring, um, averaging from about 30 till about 30, 34. So nothing really to write home about there. So I think what the, with the Warriors, you've got to obviously pick their dominant players. Yeah. And I'm just going to go out on a limb say, and say <laughs> Sam Tompkins isn't one of their dominant players. It is interesting the way McFadden um, rotates. You know, when you see Madalino out there for big minutes, Mannering plays the whole game. Thompson plays the whole game almost every week. Um, Hoffman. You know, these guys are getting the mountain, the, 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 the most of the game time. And these other guys, you know, we talked about Raymond Fatala Marina as a cheapie if you'd got him in in time when he was 113,000. You know, that's great value if you're just trying to stash someone on your bench and he'd had those big games when the other guys didn't play, like your Lillimans and your Hoffmans, but once they're back, he comes off the bench, gets limited minutes and only 20 points. So that's what you're going to see from the Warriors, but they continually put these main players, as we've mentioned, um, putting up these big numbers, and they will dominate that sort of top 50, top 100 of total supercoach players, the Warriors. You'll see it um, from pretty much the early couple of rounds. They've done this. So loading up on Warriors players to the end isn't the worst strategy at all, uh, as long as... As Ryan said, you picked the right ones. The Raiders, on the other hand, still got some good performers, um, but they're really starting to, to dice with uh, the precipice of missing finals already. So, you know, you're going to start asking some questions in that one. Guys like Blake Austin that we liked a few weeks ago, just the 27. Shannon Boyd, just 37. Jared Croker was a great matchup, but only 33. And when we look at the Warriors in particular, give up a lot, a lot of points to outside backs, but it's a particular type of back. It's either that really strong type of back or of extremely fast one. So a guy like Jared Croker, he actually was uh, the, the opposite of that. He got picked on um, when the Warriors had the ball. He got picked on in defence and then didn't show much with, with ball in hand. Um, 
some of the better performers, however. Sean Fensom, he's coming into his own. 78 points thanks to 61 tackles, would you believe? Now, Fensom obviously been a keeper in years gone by. This year he's starting to, um, you know, he started slower. Now he's starting to come into his own. Stuart, not playing him as many minutes. Maybe now you can see him as a banker again. David Shillington, continue high performances. 60 points for him. Sia Soliato, 59. Papali a little lower with 46. Um... But we are still seeing consistency out of him as well. Jack White in 51. Two decent games for White and back-to-back. And Paul Vaughan with 50. Um, if you've still got him in your lineup, you're probably satisfied with that score, Ryan. But not much else to write, write home about for the Rams. No, exactly right. You've pretty much covered off covered off just just what, um, yeah, just what needed to be covered <laughs> off for the Raiders. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, beyond those guys, there was not much, not much, not much doing. Let's go to the... Probably the best game of the um, Saturday games, the Cowboys and the Sharks. The Sharks going at, um, sorry, the Cowboys going out to that big lead there, and the Sharks running him down in the second half. Um, Cronulla, Mick Ennis hit his best game of the year, pretty much. Uh, 89 points, three try assists, 35 tackles, two line break assists. Really getting involved with ball in hand, and uh, you know, great value. If you picked him up, sort of cover around Origin, you're, you're ecstatic with that score. Andrew Fafita, 94. Well, he's going from strength to strength. We don't know if he'll be picked for Origin this week. Cronulla don't have a buy, so a lot of Fafita owners will hope that maybe he misses selection and he can put up those sort of scores. Again, Luke Lewis in the same category, 60 points, a contender for Origin. Maybe Bo Scott isn't available, but if you're a Lewis owner, you're hoping he plays for Cronulla next week rather than um, training for New South Wales. Chris Hyington, 48. Uh, Wade Graham, 44. David Fafita, 47. These are decent numbers there, but um, it was Sam Tagatizzi off the bench that really provided a spark for Cronulla. He scored that try that kind of really got the momentum going for them. 81 total points, a couple of line breaks. Um, he's a very cheap buyer. This is some someone now to watch because um, we haven't seen a lot of that out out of him so far, Ryan. But that was a good, uh, a really good performance. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. He um, pretty much yeah turned turned the game. Um, well, at least momentum wise for um, yep. for the Sharks. Um, interesting out of this game with the Sharks having the top three scorers, um, and they're either front rowers or a hooker. Yeah, and you see that style that Shane Flanagan likes, that sort of arm wrestle style played up the middle. And yep. you're going to see that in the type of um, super coach points because talented players like Valentine Holmes are only 18, you know, despite still yeah. looking good in that, those limited opportunities. Exactly right. The thing I was, other thing I was going to say is for a crew game that was 24-18, there's not a hell of a lot of super coach points on offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben Barber, another one coming off the bench early with Sasai Fecky's injury, um, only 29. So, you know, these are guys that maybe did some things, but super coach wise, it's not it's not showing as they mainly, the Cronulla go through the forwards, a lot of uh, their set plays and things within sets of six are balls back on the inside. And that's, um, you know, or, or forwards running, you know, and the dummy half picking off the lead runner. The Cowboys, well, yeah, Ryan, you've already mentioned it. Not a lot of super coach points. Jake Granville continues to shine, 63. There's another hooker when you're sort of trying to look at those sort of um, backup hookers now with Seguiaro potentially out of your lineup. 
um, another guy coming through for owners. Um, Gavin Cooper, he's been really good in the last month or so, but just the 49 this week. At that price, you probably wanted a bit more, but Cronulla, always a tough matchup, particularly up front with those big forwards. Um, Ethan Lowe, same category as, as Cooper. Lowe's taking a step back at the moment, just the 45 points. Um, Cowboys, he did kick goals, and obviously... Cowboys not having a buy next week. He'll get a shot at that again, uh, which will help his day. Justin O'Neill, 62, and Kane Lynette, 60, um, putting up some decent scores there. Uh, Michael Morgan, 51, in the unfamiliar halfback role. Um, he'd probably take that. And Matt Scott, 48. It was a big effort. But in, in the end, not that great. No Jonathan Thurston, and really, you know, should mention Jason Tamalalo as well, just the 43. He's probably not getting what he's capable of super coach wise either Ryan and and overall they're just waiting for Thurston to get back really yeah definitely look Thurston had the game off and um yeah I, I guess it was a if you're ever going to have have your superstar take a game off it's the one where you're going for 11 wins in a row so um <laughs> look they worked they worked pretty hard and I, I thought North Queensland you know with the with the exception of JT missing could have won the game um, yeah. at certain stages, but yeah, obviously just missing that finishing. But um, yeah, look, Michael Morgan still got some good points uh, despite playing out of position and without, um, you know, JT there to um, cushion that blow for him. Um, apart from the guys you mentioned, there's no one really that, yeah, did anything else. It was a tough, tough grinder of a game, super coach-wise, uh, for points. So there was a lot of people in the 40s and 50s. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, when you've got those tougher matchups, you're really tempering your expectations. And Cronulla, you know, they're, they're, they're really a side now that look like they're going to come home and, and potentially get in the top eight. So that style of footy that they play, that sort of arm wrestle tactics, um, every time that you've got some players, particularly the, the sort of more spark-filled players, you've got to temper your expectations. Yes, they should put up a decent floor, but you're not going to hit those ceilings uh, that you might get against some of the teams that you know have seemingly already switched, switched off for the year in some cases, but we'll get, to, we'll get to that team, our team, a bit later on in the podcast. Of course, this is the review podcast of the Supercoach Professionals. We also do a roundtable podcast during the week, each and every week. The review show, we're actually going to have a week off next week because... Uh, most teams are on by, so there won't really be many games to go through. But most weeks of the year, we do it on a Sunday night. And you can find it on iTunes or at our website, www.supercoachpros.com, along with the Roundtable podcast. Of course, uh, subscribe on iTunes, and then it just gets delivered into your, your iTunes, and, and um, you're, you're away every time we do a show that next morning. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. This is where we can give you that up-to-date information, late team changes. Um, you know, it's important information if you're unable to sort of uh, get to somewhere yourself where you can hear that information. We do it before each and every game. And, you know, sometimes a zero, yeah, it might work out for you. You might have a, a good reserve playing, but other times it could cost you. And, and just simply uh, following us on Twitter can save the day at SuperCoachPros. We also give a little bit of advice that we take from our unique uh, predictor. Very different to the uh, Supercoach Gold one, you'll find, but uh, we like to think maybe uh, it gives a bit of an edge looking specifically at certain matchups, and um, we give get all that information, or we give out that information on the previews that you can find on the website, www.supercoachpros.com you also find Ryan's One to Watch, Pete's Profits, uh, the game recaps, and my upgrade downgrades. So, 
all that information there, www.supercoachpros.com. Let's keep going with the games from this weekend. The final Saturday night game, the Dragons and the Eels. Another good one, really, to watch, um, I guess, uh, unless you're a Dragons fan. Sorry, Pete. Pete, of course, with us on the Roundtable podcast, a big St. George fan. But it was the Eels' day. Um, and we'll start with Parramatta's big performance. And again, if you'd uh, uh, followed us on Twitter and saw the tweet, you would have seen Semi Raj Raja, you know, play with confidence. The rest, not so much. Well, he put up 118. Uh, after that, you're looking at Cody Nelson, 63, thanks mainly to 47 tackles. Brad Takarangi, 52. Tim Manor, 56. So really, again, you're looking at those, besides those sort of uh, key players, or in the, in the case of Nelson, ta- you know, um, taking over really with, with the injuries uh, in the hooking role um, to Pete and DeGoyce, you know, and playing a similar style to what they do with that heavy tackle count. Um, we're just seeing those regular guys, Manor and Radradra and, and Takarangi. And, and credit to Takarangi, um, Ryan, because even though he's not putting up massive super coach points, we saw early in the year he was a conduit for Reese Robinson on the right edge, and, and now he's moved to the left centre and he's doing the same thing for um, Radradra. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and, yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, having a guy like Radrado outside um, of you will certainly <laughs> yeah, certainly make your job a little bit easier. Um, yeah, look, Radrado was, yeah, over the top, um, great in this game. Three tries um, again. Three tries is like, yeah, just can't stop scoring. Um, as, as for a lot of games this weekend, there was the, you know, a couple of standouts and everyone else was... You know, hitting a, hitting their average or just below their average. Mm. Um, look, guys like Watmo with forty one, Danny Wicks at thirty seven, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit lower than you, you'd want, but um, in a game at sixteen twelve and was a pretty tough one, you, you'd think that um, that's probably about what you'd expect. And despite the fact that Para might make a little run here and stay, I don't think they'll make the finals, but they'll at least stay competitive for most of the year. Radraj is really still your only uh, guy who can play with confidence and, and, and it bears out even with a, a good solid win. Um, he's the only one to really put up those big numbers. St George, well, they're always hard to score against, let's, let's be fair, but putting up points themselves, they've had some good ones this year and some not-so-good ones. This one was a little tougher. Josh Dugan was outstanding. Uh, he tried his, his guts out for Saints. He couldn't quite get them over the line, but 70 super coach points you've got to be happy with um, in a loss. Trent Merrin, 72, you've got to be happy as, with that as well, uh, working hard. Edo Nabuli got the late call-up with Jason Nightingale's injury and put up 63, so if he's still... If you're still holding on to him from earlier in the year and when he was a cheapie, were you happy with that score? Ben Cray, 60, got the extra minutes and didn't let anyone down there, so that's an interesting one to note. Mike Cooper, 68, well, he's been doing the business. So, you know, not a, no real shock there about Cooper. Uh, and Ewan Aiken, 65, another guy at the start of the year, very cheap and uh, coming through for you. But we were probably... Um, Joel Thompson's return uh, affected him and Will Matthews. Neither of them got going. 27 for Thompson. Matthews, 45, a bit better, but, you know, it did affect them. And Tyson Frizzell was certainly below his best with just the 42 points there on. Yeah, look, um, the Dragons did pretty well. And, I mean, look, they were very close to winning the game. I think they are about, you know, 30 centimetres away from doing that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned Marin, um, Dugan, Mike Cooper was another one who was quite good. Um, the thing that surprised me uh, was that um, Benji Marshall only got 34. He seemed a lot more involved. It was one of those games where the guy looked 
looked to be involved, but um, Supercoach-wise didn't put up much points. We see that from Benji Marshall quite a bit, don't we? Yeah, that's exactly right. And the other guy who was quite low was Gareth Widdop. Yeah, and the matchup suited. But again, with St George, you can see one half becomes dominant, and then then the other guy will be dominant for the next two matches. So very hard to predict. Yeah, exactly right. And and that and that yeah kind of does cost you, mm. um, unfortunately, if you have those guys in your team. But um, yeah, look, the Dragons will. You know their core group of guys will continue to score some pretty uh, consistent points from here on out. Um, there's just going to be those spikes from um, either Widdop um, and um, well, when Mitch Rain comes back in, he generally is a, lo- a lot more consistent than the combined scores of Lestrange and Garvey. And they will be um, better for it with Rain back there at Hooker too. It will help some of the other players, I think, and might even help them get over the line. Um, Let's look at the Sunday games, the Roosters and the Titans, and uh, we just spoke about two pretty good games to watch, but that one was a bit of a stinker, the Titans. Uh, look, you got to, it was basically a reserve-grade team. Full, I mean, no disrespect to their, the players they did put out there. I guess it was disrespect. But, I mean, with so many injuries, you've got to give them credit for just turning up and having a go, and they did that. Gold Coast and their coach should be very happy with them, you know, um, surely because I thought they really played above their their abilities. But the Roosters definitely playing below theirs, despite getting away with a pretty comfortable victory in the end. Um, Super coach wise, you know, the two guys for the Roosters you really thought could go anywhere against the Titans was two of us, Sheck, who scored 67, and Jake Friend, who got 50. Now, Friend did have a bit of extended time off um, with Orbison ducking in and hooker for a little while there. So that probably cost him a bit, um, but the way the Roosters played, they certainly were in a bit of a carefree attitude. They didn't really grind grind it out, and um, it did cost them a lot of errors there. But uh, when it did did uh, come off for their backs, it looked pretty good. And guys like James Maloney, 83, Michael Jennings, 77, and Sean Kenny Dow, 74, sure, took full advantage of that, Ryan, but not a lot else to write home about. No, exactly right. Uh, Kenny Dow, that's his, I think his second or third. Yeah, um, yeah. Pretty high-scoring game in a row. Yeah. Um, and Jake Friend, yeah, as you said, got some extended time, would have got uh, more points than just the 50 put up there. Uh, yeah. Dylan Napa was with 44, um, was good, but no one was really great in this game. They were just kind of solid, and it was a little bit through the motions in some parts. It certainly was, and Gold Coast, for, as we said, tried their best. Daniel Mornimer put up 53. Ignatius Parsi, I know you like Parsi from earlier in the year. He continues to shine, 50. And Nene McDonald, or Nene McDonald, 60 points, scoring a try against his old club. He really did turn up. You know, he had 15 hit-ups over eight metres. That's an impressive effort. Playing in the centres now, even though he was a winger there for the Roosters, and, and finding a new home there. But a guy who didn't find a home, a new home this game was James Roberts. He was named in the half and just the 27 points. Did end up in the second half playing back out in his preferred centre position. Didn't help him super coach wise If you're a Roberts owner, um, you know, you're pretty disappointed with that. But the Roosters always tough super coach wise And again, if you'd read the website, you would have said severe downgrade for Roberts. Um, and hopefully, you know, you found another option, right? Yeah, look, it, it is tough at this time of year as well. Yep. Um, if you've got no other option, then you're going to play... <laughs> then you're going to play Roberts, who play you paid, starts, you know, yeah. if you paid big money for yeah. in recent weeks or whatever else. Um, look, yeah, as it was for the um, for the Titans, uh, you mentioned Mortimer, he was quite good. Um, Dave Taylor was sitting about of his average this year, which is still low at about 40, 
but nonetheless, um, it was still a decent, a decent game, and he did that more through um, hit-ups than um, anything else, as he only um, made 16 tackles, I think. Yeah, oh, actually, nine he actually missed three as well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, the... The Titans are kind of a stay away in terms of Supercoach points, especially when both of their halves are out. Yeah, and uh, look, it's probably going to be that way. Look, they probably get Kane LG back in two weeks' time. Of course, they've got the bye next week, but uh, yeah, for the Titans, it may be too, a little too late, but a horrendous injury toll. Another team with a horrendous injury toll have been the Penrith Panthers, but they still came away with a good win against the pretty hapless West Tigers at Leichhardt Oval. Ryan, the less said about this game, the better for us, but we need to go through it. We'll start with Penrith. At least they put up some good scores, and we're pretty much seeing that if there's one team that you can bank on um, getting good points against us. It's anyone that comes up against the Tigers, the super coach wise because they really are putting, giving up consistently big, you know, 800 plus per team. And it was David Simmons four try effort, including his 100th first grade try. So a pretty good uh, way to bring it up with that, with a, yeah, not just a hat-trick, but uh, four tries there. 156 super coach points. Probably not a lot of guys played, in, even though the matchup was keen, because uh, if you've got Penrith outside backs, it might have been Wacker Blake, who only scored 20. It might have been Dean Farah, who's been pretty good recently. Well, he got 79, because it was that right edge that they exploited. Of course, uh, Tim Simona going off early with an injury, and Kyle Lovett moved out to the centres and just couldn't handle... Uh, at Penrith outside backs. Um, Dallin Watini Zelezniak, 93. You know, he had a good game too. Uh, Josh Mansour returning 83. Big boost for Penrith getting Mansour back. He really brings a lot to that team, even though, you know, playing on the wing, you mightn't expect someone to sort of really um, put in uh, to that degree or make that much of a difference, I should say, from the wing position, but he does do that. And Apisai Corriso, we had a tweet during the week. Uh, Ryan, of course, we talked about on the um, podcast, on the Thursday night podcast, the Roundtable podcast, Apisai Corriso, we suggested that when Seguiaro's out, you know, he's scored, I think, 265s and an 80. We'll add an 81 to that because that's what he got today. 41 tackles, two line breaks. was a good matchup, obviously. The Tigers are put poor against pretty much everyone, but still big numbers. On the flip side, um, I guess we look at Jamie Soward, who only scored seven. So some players you know, that do contribute. We talked about Benji yeah. Marshall earlier. You know, they contribute very well to their team, but very poorly. Super yeah, look, I think for this game in particular, because um, they... Penrith basically just said we're going right every single play um, <laughs> and so Wallace was on that side and he was just feeding off um, yeah, and Wallace the 46. second rowers who were then feeding off to the centres and yeah I mean whatever side it was um, you know if it's left side then, then um, Soward gets the points basically um, yeah look the guys who I thought um, were a little bit low for the Panthers were uh Campbell Gillard and Nigel yeah. Plum. I thought they'd go a little bit better, um, but they only ended up with um, thirty and twenty-nine respectively. They didn't need to because they, you know Penrith just didn't get enough well, yeah, resistance that's, to that's make That's exactly right. Them. That's exactly right. Except, yeah, you just would have thought maybe they might have hit the forties. Yeah, they, yeah, they should have. It, it had, a, had they played a team that actually tried, <laughs> yeah. or tried's not the right. This that's not fair. But yeah, maybe put yeah, up a bit more. Just fine. Not a good day for them. <laughs> So that's what can happen. And we're going to see this more, Ryan, you know, pretty much coming now as we get to this stage of the year where teams start to throw in the towel. Maybe not deliberately, certainly not consciously, but we see it happening at this time of year. And we're going to have to start the forecast, and we'll try to do that for you on the Roundtable podcast, where we're starting to forecast games. We say, you know, look out. 
because it will be one-sided and some of these players that usually perform well will get less points because they don't need to roll up their sleeves as much. They might get rested a bit more by the coach looking forward to future games. And this was definitely the case. Even though it was all to play for, let's face it, the loser of this game is pretty much gone, whereas the winner can sort of, you know, sort of somersault potentially in, well, certainly just two points out of the eight. So it was a it was a huge game. And unfortunately for our team, the West Tigers, only one team showed up and it wasn't ours. But let's talk about the few guys that did put up some decent supercoach numbers. And it was all James Tedesco on the field. 62 points. Probably had a right to go higher if he had some more support, uh, let's face it. But he was very good once again. Um, you know, the bookends, Marty Tapao, 49, Aaron Woods, 56. They're, they're still safe plays until such time that Wests are gone. And then you, we don't know what's going to happen as far as, you know, are they going to see out the year? Does Woods end up? missing time because he's had such a heavy schedule with, you know, Australia, New South Wales. Um, that remains to be seen to power the same with, you know, the, the one New Zealand game, not that it was a heavy schedule, but, um, you know, we you start to see these things come into play. Certainly Robbie Farrow was favouring the shoulder. He only managed 44. Um, yeah, probably, he also fractured his hand in that game too. Yeah, it's really, really risky. And we just, we've talked all, all show about how good some of these hookers have gone. So Robbie Farrow is a huge risk as a pickup at this point. Uh, the Tigers have a buy in round 18. He'll get a nice rest, even though he's got to play Origin in 10 days' time. And if he, I guess, passes fit. Um, but not a lot to like supercoach-wise from Robbie Farrow at the moment. And uh, Chris Lawrence, 53, um, scoring a try, helping his day. But he, he's very inconsistent. He, he look. He doesn't quite look the part at the moment, Lawrence, and poor old Kyle Lovett, if you recall, Lovett owner anyway, poor old Kyle Lovett owners, I should probably say. Moving out to the centre has really cost him. He's had some good days in recent uh, matches, but just the 31, because uh, just not getting the same level of involvement out there. Um, Ryan, and, and, you know, really not much to say at all. I guess Luke Brooks, you know, 22, that was a disappointment considering the matchup. Maybe intrigued you. Yeah, possibly looked a little bit distracted. Um, he's on report for a headbutt. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, look, I mean, the the core Tigers guys that are scoring their consistent points this year have been doing it, did it again this game in a game that they were thoroughly outclassed in. Yep. Um, look, I, I think Chris Lawrence is a decent, I mean, if you had to pick him as a second rower option, I mean, but you know, playing in the centres, yeah. coach-wise. I mean, 53 is still okay. Well, he, had um, the, he went down late. I, I just wonder if he has, if he's a bit too fragile to play there permanently. Yeah, I don't know. I guess time will tell um, <laughs> whether or not they just, uh, yeah, give him, give him, give him the wave goodbye next year. But um, that's for another show, another topic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Tigers, yeah. There were some really low scores there. Mitch Moses, 20. Brooks, 22. Pat Richter's, 25. One of those games for him. Yeah, um, it's, yeah not it's much tough. else to say. And it's tough for a super coach owners. We've talked about it since, you know, origin period began, saying that these teams that we got these buys, favourable buy schedule to put players in your super coach lineup, and people have done it, you know, with Tigers players. And it just isn't coming off because... Even though they play next week and there's only eight teams playing, you're stuck with guys that you just can't rely on at all. So, at this point of the of the of the, of the season, you're probably holding on to them for one more week because you have to. But round 18, when they have their second bye, you're trying to offload any tigers yeah. you want. You honestly shouldn't probably have more than one or two guys. <laughs> Tedesco and Woods accepted, or maybe Tapao. All right, that is the end of the show. Ryan, thanks so much. No worries. 
will talk to you during the week for the Roundtable podcast, of course. That you will. And I am Pully G, and that is all. And, uh, of course, you can download all the podcasts on iTunes or find them on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. And, of course, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at Supercoach Pros. We'll talk to you during the week. Bye now. Thank you.